Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. I invite you to remain standing for a reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll from the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. One thing I particularly remember about my time in youth group and being a churched kid was that there would be these times where outside speakers or motivational types would come in to our churches and even to the schools and give, you know, a washed up or washed down generic version of power. But then at the church, they'd really bring it home. One particular group was called the power team. Now, who wouldn't want to go see the power team? There were a bunch of guys that looked like they did nothing but work out in the gym, and they would do these feats of strength. They'd rip phone books in half with their teeth. They'd pull semi-trucks with their teeth. I don't know why it all revolved around teeth. They'd blow up bladders that you would use for hot water until they burst, and the message was that you could do anything. But the highlight of the power team was when the big guy got put in the straight jacket. And he would sit there, wrestled with a CD track drum roll in the background for two or three minutes, struggling and writhing to get himself free until he was able to escape from the jacket and the chains. And it was quite a performance. Obviously, I still remember it to this day. But somehow, they never made the connection between Luke chapter 4 and getting yourself out of the straitjacket. It's something that has been rummaging around in my mind as I think about the people who can't get out. And that's who Jesus is speaking to in Luke's gospel, the fourth chapter. Not directly, not with fanfare, not by ripping apart phone books or pulling, I guess, boats across the water, but Jesus is speaking in a code. And even if it's obscure to us, it was probably very 
palpable to the people who heard it, especially his childhood friends in the synagogue in Nazareth. Because as he's handed the scroll of Isaiah, there's more than just the words of Isaiah at work. There's other Old Testament chapters, Leviticus 25 and Deuteronomy 15, when the ancient Israelites talked about the year of Jubilee. It's an Old Testament law that's very realistic, not just for the people of Israel, but for the people today. The year of Jubilee was there to remind us that we will be taken advantage of, and at times we will take advantage of one another. That there's going to be social inequality that we cannot escape. Some people will inevitably become landless and vulnerable, and that's human nature. If we gave everyone $50,000, that would be great, because we'd all start on a level playing field, but by the end of the weekend, through a mixture of bad luck, of cold-blooded exploitation, of costly compassion, and in some cases, bad judgment, a whole bunch of people who started out with something would find themselves in deep poverty. And in Jesus' time, in ancient Israel time, when you were in poverty, it meant that you were in slavery. And so the year of Jubilee was there to remind God's people that every 50 years, all slaves and all debts would be released and land would be restored to the original owner. That's how Israel was to demonstrate to God how grateful they were that God delivered them as slaves in Egypt. It was a way that we could be merciful to others just as God was merciful to us. And so when Jesus comes into his hometown, when he pulls into Nazareth, pushes back the saloon bar door and announces, release to the captives and freedom for the oppressed. Everyone knows he's talking about the Jubilee. He's saying the fulfillment is here. And when he says the year of the Lord's favor, it couldn't be any more explicit that he was inaugurating the year of releasing of debts and freeing of slaves. But here's the reality about that year of Jubilee that we read about from Leviticus 25 and Deuteronomy 15. It had never been practiced. In all of Israel's history, it had never been put into practice because as the people of God, having escaped slavery, no one ever believed they'd find themselves as slaves in Egypt again, bound by the chains in the straitjacket waiting for the drum roll to end. So when Jesus opens the scroll in Nazareth, he's saying, hey guys, we're in slavery again, aren't we? But this time, there's really going to be a jubilee, and it's starting today, and I am it. Jesus brings bad news. Jesus brings good news. And Jesus brings a challenge. The bad news that he brings is this. You are in prison. But the good news is this. I'm here to set you free. But one word leaves us with a challenge for this gospel lesson. Today. So that youth worker, the power team in the straitjacket, writhing around, is in our mind, struggling to break free. 
Jesus is talking to the people who are still in the straitjackets, who have no hope of getting out. People who've stopped trusting the power of forgiveness. People who believe they'll be in debt forever. People who know that God is supposed to be all-powerful, but don't think that the power will ever work out for them. This is who Jubilee is for. And here's what Jesus says. If you're poor, then you're in a straitjacket. If you're deep in debt, if you've got no reliable source of income, if most of the people you meet are dealers or predators, if banks won't take any risk on you, if all your relationships have been soured by the distrust of unpaid loans and the fear of stolen goods, if you're vulnerable to the slightest break in the weather or the economy, then you're in chains. But I've come to set you free. If you're in prison, then you're in a straitjacket. If you're in the slavery of another's scheming, like your forebearers were in Egypt, or the exile of your own folly, just like our forebears in Babylon. If you're in a tiny space and you've no room to express yourself or to grow or to play or to dance, if you've done something wrong and will always regret it, or even if you feel like you've been punished for doing something you've never did, then you're in chains, and I've come to set you free. If you're imprisoned in your own body, then you are in a straitjacket. If you can't bring yourself to eat, if you gulp down your food in binges that make you throw up, if you can't stop snacking and grow beyond your mirror and your wardrobe, if you're weighed down by limbs or organs or senses that no longer work like they used to, if your mind is beset by panic or disintegration or hallucination or addiction, then you're in chains and I've come to set you free. If you're dominated by the oppressive force of another, then you are in a straitjacket. If your home is a scene of hidden violence and stifled secrecy, if your workplace is a site of exploitation and fear, if your society is one that you cannot show your face without a mask, or if your country is one in which you cannot speak the truth without being displaced, then you're in chains and I've come to set you free. If you're languishing in guilt, then you are in a straitjacket. If you've done something or are doing something that doesn't belong in God's heart. If you long for an honest life but feel crippled by shame and fear. And if you spend every day dreading that God will find you out only to punish you, then you are in chains and I've come to set you free. It's what Jesus offers when he unrolls the scroll is a personal, a spiritual, a social, a political, a, a psychological, a physical program beyond anything that we could put together and market in a self-help book. And it's more radical than any social or economic or political program than we could muster or legislate. It's more profound than any dramatic youth ministry worker that some could wrap themselves up in a straitjacket or rip phone books in half with their teeth. Jesus is proclaiming something profoundly different than anything else that we find in this earth. 
and it's the greatest power in the universe. And if it were unleashed in its entirety, the world would be a completely different place. And this is what it is that Jesus offers us. Forgiveness of sins. That's what jubilee means. That's what transformation means. That's what salvation means. It means forgiveness. The explosion of energy when you find yourself reconciled and reconnected to God. When you are able to reconcile yourself with another person. When we allow the forces that keep us in the straitjacket to loose their chains on us. And our prisons to be slowly dismantled. Forgiveness is the true power that sets us free. Unpayable debt, which believes mercy has no place in the economy, forces like endless incarceration, which believes punishment is more just and more effective than reconciliation, forces like hatred of our own body, which make us our greatest enemy of ourselves, forces like oppressive relationships, which substitute violence for things that can't be said, forces like our fear of God's disfavor, make us live our lives in the shadows and avoid the truth. And we shy away from forgiveness because it makes us nervous, because it's very good and well for someone else to do it, but for us to actually take the time to forgive, to take a step towards another person, to ask for forgiveness is too much. And so it makes us nervous because we're standing beside the greatest force of energy the world has ever known when Jesus says today. Because here's the bad news. Today we are poor. Today we are in prison. Today our body is a cage. Today we are oppressed. Today we hide our lies and our deceit. But today... Jesus wants to set you free. Today, he wants to open your life to the most powerful force in the world. Today, he wants to give and receive forgiveness from God and from one another. He wants the jubilee today. And that's the challenge if we let him. We're told, of course... And Luke's gospel, that Jesus was handed the scroll. What we are not told is whether he asked for it. What we're not told is whether it was the prescribed reading for the day. But that's what was read, and Jesus gave the challenge. Today, your hearing has become fulfilled. Today, you are able to recover your sight your spiritual blindness, your internal lies and deceit, the cage which you trap yourself in in mind and body and spirit. And it's easy to lose sight that today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. It's easy to lose sight because protocol and procedure and other pressing priorities take precedence at any given time. Too often, history dashes our hopes for future and sidetracks our efforts, fear and despair. Or if we're honest, maybe it's just our own selfishness to protect our interest keeps us from taking that step towards receiving and giving forgiveness. 
but we seek Christ's word today. For we hear his words not as a call to the past, but as a call to the future. What if we treated every day as the today we hear about in Luke's gospel? Bringing good news to the poor, proclaiming release to the captives, bringing sight and renewed vision where darkness has prevailed for too long and fear has driven us, letting the oppressed go free and releasing from debt those whom redemption never seemed possible. I wonder what would happen if today we were to remember that the gospel was for saving lives. I wonder what would happen today if we began every day with these pressing needs on our hearts. And I wonder what it would look like if we lived today as the year of God's favor. I wonder if my fears, your fears, our fears would fade away as we got caught up in the mystery and the wonder of today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The bad news is we are wrapped up in chains. The good news is I'm here to set you free, says Christ. And the challenge for us is to believe it. Yesterday, tomorrow, and today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's always a challenge in life, but there's always a home in the gospel. Today, both our home and our challenge are found in the word today. You are loved. You are beloved. So go and love and live like today is the only day that matters. And go now with this blessing. May the peace of Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our arms. And may the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.